1: banana in your tailpipe how could you not notice a man sticking a banana in your tailpipe well he
0: distracted us sir and how'd he do that well he sent us a late supper sir see this waiter comes over billy a late supper and what did you have rosewood (laughs) Uh, i think it was a shrimp salad sandwich sir A shrimp salad sandwich yes sir i want you two to go back to the hotel and wait for foley to show up and if you lose him again don't bother calling in you got that yes sir
2: Movie Reviews with Mackie, Jordan and Rami. Get to the chopper! Yippee-ki-yay, mother...
3: I need $5,000, not $2,000 thing, man. Don't do this to me.
2: Look, don't be unreasonable. You're not dealing with Johnny Bananas. Come on, yeah. No, nah,
3: I, I, I know I'm with Johnny Bananas, but can I have my mic? Can you, No, look, can I say it slow for you? Look, I need $5,000. Five, $5, Read my lips. Five thousand dollars is what I need. I can't sure. do nothing with that. I, I got, don't smoke like a I an answer. I smoke King size King I can't make a
2: price. <laughs> <in my head. laughs> All right. Welcome in everybody to one of our favorite segments every single week. Action movie rewind with Mackie and Judd. I believe we are thirty-two movies into our venture. We deviated last week as we're gonna do once in a while with a horror movie for Halloween week, the original Halloween. And Halloween was a ten across the board for all of us that's becoming good. the second perfect 10 score in the history of action movie rewind Die Hard and Halloween and I will be curious I'll just foreshadow here I think this movie mm. could get some perfect score consideration but we'll we'll get to the end of action oh, movie rewind Oh that's a bold right? statement
0: to start the discussion I'm just going to say All right okay all right, okay, okay right. we'll see where you're going
2: Beverly Hills Cop 1984 Eddie Murphy Judge Reinhold John Ashton and uh, you had a couple other, like, random cameos in this one. Paul Reiser played a role in this movie. Yeah, I believe it cop. was it Damon Wayans, I yes. think, was in this movie. The bananas. Yes, he handed the, he handed bananas. the, the banana- bananas to uh, Axel. <clears throat> All right, we'll dive into the, the full mm. deep one here, but uh, here's the summary. After his childhood buddy is murdered while visiting Detroit, rebellious cop Axel Foley, played by Eddie Murphy, Follows the leads to Beverly Hills, California, under the auspicious—I'm sorry, uh, uh, under the auspices—is that how that word is pronounced? Of a vacation, he checks in with old friend Jenny Summers and starts to believe her boss, (laughs) art dealer Victor Maitland, good bad guy. By the way, I mean I'm going to say right now, yes, the accent and everything. Good bad guy. He might somehow be involved in the murder. However, Lieutenant Bogomil of the Beverly Hills Police Department does not trust Axel Foley and hinders his search for evidence. 82% on Rotten Tomatoes, a $13 million budget turned into $316 million. $13 million? At the box office. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. We'll get wow. to some amazing facts about the, what this movie was maybe going to become. But let's start with Judd Zilke. Nice. What was your key takeaway from Beverly Hills Cop?
0: All right, so my key, my I've got a few, but my key one that I will give you right now is very simple. It's really, really clear that some smart people went and saw 48 Hours and said, this is a really good idea. It's a little bit dark. It's missing some seasoning. It's missing, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it's a little bit dark. Um, it's a little too racist in some ways unnecessarily, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna take the same character basically, make him a cop so he starts as a good guy instead of being in prison. And we're going to 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 a large degree disneyify it, but it's gonna be good. So my takeaway is is that what they originally had with Nulty and Murphy, mm-hmm. they basically said, let's give him a goofier guy in judge to play off of. And let's make this a little bit more of a bright film. Let's have the chases be probably a little bit more fun. And we're going to, we're going to take it and not strip it of all character, but it's going to be more of a Disney film than, than a, you know, hardcore cop film. And. For the time, it was really damn brilliant. Yeah. I'm going to give him credit. It was really good. I mean,
2: it blew up. And so just for context, Eddie Murphy, his, his first ever cinematic feature was 48 hours. So he had come off of, I think he joined SNL in the late 70s. Yeah, the second cast. Okay, so he was like like 77, 8, somewhere in there.
0: 80-ish, I think, actually. So
2: 1980, okay. Yeah. And then, so 48 Hours comes out in 1982. Yep. And then Trading Places in 1983. <laughs> yeah. And then Beverly Hills Cop was either his third or... There, he also was in a Best Defense, which I've never seen. But Beverly Hills Cop was like one of his first three or four movies mm-hmm. he ever filmed. And between Trading Places, 48 Hours, and, and Beverly Hills Cop, he, in a two-year span, became... One of the, if not the most popular actors in the entire world. With a laugh. Yeah. The the signature laugh, man. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, Declan, your main takeaway from... Now, you've seen this before, right? No. Oh, this was your first time? First time Oh, my goodness. Young, man. Yeah. Um, 27.
1: Yeah. My main takeaway was watching just, like, peak Eddie Murphy. Because, I I mean, I've, I've seen SNL skits with them. I've obviously seen 48 Hours. But just watching Eddie Murphy work, and also at, uh, from a producer side, you know we like to pull clips. Very difficult movie to pull clips from. Not because there aren't great scenes, but because about every sixth word is an f bomb. Mm-hmm. See this? Shit?
3: I can describe all of them. Please move to the side of the car. Put your hands on the hood. Why? What's with you guys? You heard
1: what he said, sir. Do
3: it right now, please. What kind of is this? <laughs> hey, hold up! Wait a second. You guys are arresting me for getting thrown out of a window. I got thrown out of a window,
0: man.
2: Gun, partner. Sir,
0: you are under arrest. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have the right to have an attorney present during questioning. Yeah,
3: I understand. I understand the right. I know this is... I got thrown out of a window. Please get in the car, sir. Yeah, but tell me, so what's the charge? Possession of a concealed weapon and disturbing the peace. Disturbing the peace? I got thrown out of a window. What's the charge for getting pushed out of a moving car, huh? Jaywalking? So,
1: in that 42-second clip, I think I counted five F-bombs. Yeah. So... (laughs) I mean, I love, I personally love that kind of style of, of, of acting. So I thought that was great, but yeah, just Eddie Murphy doing his thing. And, and he was phenomenal through this movie.
2: Yeah. I'll piggyback off that. My main takeaway from this movie is that there there was a run of buddy cop movies. Mm -hmm. 48 hours might've been around the beginning of the buddy cop run. There might've been some in the seventies and some were serious and some were kind of funny. Right. And it goes all the way through in the night we did bad boys on action movie rewind. Like there's this long run of buddy cop movies. My main takeaway is that Axel Foley is the greatest buddy cop movie character oh. of that run. Okay, and there's some wow. great ones. I mean, Lethal Weapon, right? Turner and Hooch. I don't know if you'd put them, put I in I've never but- seen that one. Maybe we should put Turner. I'm pretty sure I've not seen Turner. If we're still doing action movie rewind in like two years, we'll Well, get to Turner. Turner Okay. That'll be fair. But like just all the different things that he does in this movie, like the little lines, uh, like when he, so he meets his friend, Jenny, for instance, and they were high school. They grew up together and, and she comes out and immediately he starts hitting on her. And like, she turns around and he goes, I can't believe how you filled out. (laughs) Like, just like he gets away with saying stuff. Um, I think the way that his character interacts in a playful way with with taggart and rosewood ordering the uh ordering the the room service and to their car too
0: which works perfectly yes. right
2: yes yes because they're just dummies yeah so i just i think his character is awesome i love how they like they tee him up and he's definitely he's this like comedic foil but then there's that scene in the was it the strip club where the two guys come in with firearms yes and he gets really serious and he's like no bs and so you got you got both sides of his character. He's super funny and he's and he's wacky and he's irresponsible. But then he's like an unbelievably good cop too. And he's got a sense, great so, instinct. I just love his character. I think he's great, and I think Eddie Murphy just knocks it out of the ballpark. And it's one of the most iconic characters in, in action movie history. Uh, uh, Axel Foley, Joe. What was your favorite part of this movie?
0: My favorite part uh, because it set the it set the tone basically for the year in some ways. My favorite part is going to sound weird, but it was the soundtrack. Oh yeah. Not Dude, because not because soundtrack. I love not because I love the songs, but because go through that entire
2: list. It's a great sound. It's a good song. If
0: you if you want to use the word iconic, you definitely can. Like that soundtrack so. d- down to Axel F, which is the name of the uh, of the tune that plays constantly throughout yeah. mm-hmm. that
2: soundtrack was huge i mean the movie starts with so glenn fry had broken off from the eagles and goes into a solo career and the movie starts with probably glenn fry's biggest solo hit right the heat is on yeah and it's just it's it's it, it really captures 1984 100 in the city right yes uh you also had shalamar was on this Patti labelle like all these just late 70s early 80s powerhouses the pointer sisters uh, Glenn Fry, another Patti Labelle, and then yeah, Axel F. Is Axel the, F is
0: the dun, 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 dun We actually yeah.
2: we go back to back with Halloween <laughs> and with uh, and with uh, Beverly Hills Cop, two of the most iconic, uh, what's the, uh, instrumental, I guess, theme songs where there's no lyrics. It's just yeah, like right. it's like I, just iconic tunes and instrumentals. Dax, what was your favorite part of Beverly Hills Cop?
1: Well, I mean, I, I was a very big fan of Jenny. Jenny Summers. In this oh, movie. really? I was. Smitten.
2: Dex is She's got smitten. The, uh, She's whom?
1: She's who, uh, who Lisa she? Ollabacher. Lisa Ollabacher. I've looked I her up on her. IMDb, and I'm looking at her now. I, I've never seen her in any other, other movies, to be honest. Uh, no, she she got that 1980 uh, Mariah Carey here that I'm a, a big fan of. Wow, Dex is sweet. yeah, uh, geez, totally. Uh, Dex didn't live
0: then, and so now he's like, damn. James yeah, yeah, no, had a lot going for it. Hairspray. Okay,
2: so she was a uh, she was more of a TV actress. It looks like, but she wasn't. Yeah, she, she was only in like eleven or twelve movies. Um, boy, these are all like. She was in two movies in the 70s. pretty good, I thought. An Officer and a Gentleman. Oh, Officer and Gentleman was classic. She was in 10 to Midnight. Where we belong. Never Say Die. (laughs) With
1: Eagles. Sorry. Uh, uh,
2: The Last Samurai. Oh, oh,
1: okay. Not familiar. I've seen that one. Um, She was
2: on an episode of Bonanza in 1972. There you go. Are you serious? Yeah, she was like shouldn't be a kid. She was like uh, she was in the Waltons once, the Brady Bunch once, Gunsmoke, Happy Days. The Brady
0: Bunch. Who the hell was she, she in the Brady Bunch?
2: Well, she just she would just like be on an Daniel. episode. No, I know, but I've seen them all like eight times. She played Vicky in the episode. The subject was noses.
0: Dead? Yeah. Where Marsha get
2: gets hit with the football?
0: Maybe. Oh my Maybe.
1: nose! I don't know. I, I- she known. gets
0: hit by the damn football because the boys not are sure. throwing it around. It's not right.
1: Um, but yeah, I, I would say all just the supplemental characters in this movie were all really, really good. So, I mean, I like Jenny. Obviously, good. Judge Reinhold. I mean. Detective dude, Billy is like – I identify with – because that would be he's me. He's Declan. He's, he's Declan. The I, there's, <laughs> there's, there's so That's many so moments perfect. with Billy and Taggart where I'm like, if Judd was a sergeant and I was a <laughs> yeah, deputy, Taggart. it is so on brand, dun, dun, dude. Put dun, that dun, food dun, down. Dun, dun, this dun, is dun, delicious, dun. this chicken salad sandwich. He's at the strip club loving life. Just <laughs> And
0: I Taggart's love. a good-hearted guy yeah. who, who tries to be – you know, a, uh, a jerk. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. I actually, I actually think ass. so to piggyback off Declan, Declan and I are Love definitely, it. we're absorbing this movie the same way. Cause I think my favorite part of the movie in addition, Axel Foley is my favorite part of the movie, but, sure. but I already lauded him. I actually think Rosewood is my second favorite part <laughs> of this awesome. movie. Like you just, you see his evolution and you know, the, the, cause like they show right at the beginning of the movie, it's like these Beverly Hills police officers apparently have nothing to do except just like look for suspicious black people. Right. (laughs) Yeah. That are walking around the neighborhood. And so, uh, I love the scene where they're at Victor Maitland's house (laughs) and it's, it's like Rosewood has never fired his gun before basically. Right. Or, or even like earlier they're sitting out, he's sitting outside the warehouse and, and Axel Foley's like, dude, just sit here. You don't don't want to go in in there. Yeah. And then he sees Jenny get taken out by suspicious guys in suits. And he's just you know, any other cop would just be like fire into action. Right. And right. Rosewood being a Beverly Hills police officer doing nothing for probably 10 years. <laughs> is like, oh, my God, I have to go into a warehouse and like maybe use my gun. I just loved it. I, I thought he was a great character. And also, um, this is a great run for him because I think the year before he was in Fast Times at yes. Ridgemont High, right? Walk, yes. which is a, just an absolute classic. classic. So Love that movie. One of my favorites. So Judge Reinhold, what else? He was in a bunch of other stuff, too, but I think those oh, are probably his yeah. two most popular movies.
1: And then also um, John- another supplemental guy, Jonathan Banks. So he plays Zach. Zach is the main henchman, I believe, that kills Eddie Murphy's buddy at the beginning, and he also gets thrown in the food spread yeah. at the country yeah. club. He is, if you guys watch, have watched Breaking Bad at all.
2: I actually haven't. Judd, have you watched Breaking no.
1: Bad? Oh, my gosh. I'm talking too about But he's Breaking a bad guy in a lot a, of stuff. Yeah, and he is a very prominent character in breaking bad because I was looking at his face and I'm like, God, like it looks so familiar because in Breaking Bad he's bald, he's got a goatee, so he doesn't really look anything like it, but I could tell that there was some resemblance.
2: Yeah. So yeah, he's like a
1: very big um uh, character in Breaking Bad and also in, in the spin off as well. So I, I I thought that was hilarious. Okay,
2: I, I'm glad you brought him up too because I I feel like yes, he did he did fire the bullet into Axel Foley's friend, but at once that happened Mikey Is he one of the most incompetent cronies in action movie history? He literally just like, he gets tossed into the buffet and he just basically like stares at, he looks just like stares at Victor for like direction. He's got like mushroom stuff on his face.
0: I swear that that guy spent two decades though being a bad guy in everything because he's got the perfect look for it. He's got the absolute perfect look. He does. But I think he, he was in comedies. Yeah, I think he, he was a bad guy in real films. I, I swear I day saw day. him
2: endlessly in the 70s and 80s. Hold on a second here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so full cast and crew. What was the guy's name?
1: Mike, uh, excuse me, Jonathan Banks. So, yeah, I mean, he. he How old is he now, Dex? He's got to be. He's up there. Um, <laughs> definitely up there. But he was he's born in 1947. Oh, wow. He is really up there.
2: Oh, Okay. But, yeah, he is. You've okay, seen him bald. a thousand times. Yeah, born in '47, so he's, in, he's he's like seventy-three. He's mostly had good runs
1: of television over the last decade in Breaking Bad. Better call Saul. Okay, um, he's
2: known He was in Gremlins. He's been man. This guy's been super active even in the last five years. He's in Community. All right, let's go back to the beginning of his IMDb here. Man, this dude. Okay, this dude 73? started in the '70s. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Two decades, basically. Wait, he was in the same type. Of he was role. in Airplane. Was he? He played Gunderson he in a Airplane. Lot of stuff, so. Yeah. Great one too. Amazing. Okay, so he's just one of those guys that's just in it. Oh, he was in Forty Eight Hours. Stir crazy. He was in Forty Eight Hours. Yeah, he he gets
0: shot. Okay. He he's the guy that comes the cop that comes down the stairs at the start and says, "Don't you do it, Jack? Don't you give him your gun?" <laughs> that's right. No, Jack. He's that's not right. It's not worth it.
2: Amazing. And then he gets shot. All right, Judd, What was your least favorite part about Beverly Hills Cop? <sighs> Let me see. Let me look at my notes here. I mean, because
0: this is difficult. I really enjoyed this. That's film. it's a good movie. Um, probably, probably because it's so cliched and it didn't need this at the very, very end where, where before they go to the credits, they do the freeze of Axel. The old school, like he's sort <laughs> of smiling, and they freeze the frame completely with like an, which with is, like an upbeat 80s yes, back, which in the is background. which which is a TV staple of back then. Yeah, but break, this,
2: break the fourth wall, and, but yeah. this
0: film didn't need that. It's yeah. like no, don't no no, just it's done. That's fine, but it, it's like and don't forget, it starred Eddie Murphy as <laughs> Axel Foley, and here's the you know here's the that's what you get, yeah. Because I I like the film and. It, it, the thing about this film too is the flaws are fine. Like it's got huge flaws. But do you really care? It's
2: candy. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not like, oh my gosh, and now this couldn't have really happened. Yeah.
2: Well, okay. Well, yeah. I just didn't need the freeze frame. I love well, you know what? If that's if that's your least favorite thing, that's pretty, that's pretty right. solid. It'll be interesting to see what what score you give this. So, all right, I have one let me go here and then we'll go back to Declan for your least favorite thing. My least favorite thing. I'm trying to I'm trying to find a way to explain this cuz like obviously you suspend your disbelief because it's a movie. Yeah. This movie like had a pretty good sense of like how far it was willing to stretch reality. Like we're going to we're not going to worry about search warrants. Um you know, we're going to we're going to disobey our police chief and all these things, right? Which you probably wouldn't do, but the one thing that like the one thing that was just like, What is when so Axel's buddy gets shot and killed. They're drunk and they're coming back from the bar and they're in the hu- the hallway of that apartment complex. Yep. Yeah. And Mikey uh, Tandino. Yep. And they those Mikey. And the two cronies come out and they, you know, they want their bonds back, right? They want you stole our you stole our junk, whatever, our bonds. Right. And um, so the guy kills Mikey. And then two things stood out to me. Number one, no. So he just fires like three shots into this dude's head in the middle of an apartment complex hallway. Yep. And nobody peeks their head out. Nobody sees the suspects. Nothing like literally it's a it's a hallway full of doors. Yeah. Does everyone just stay in their apartment? Like, would you guys peek your head out? No. and wonder what. the no, I would not. Are? You wouldn't No, Hell no. I would. I want to fire gunshots. Oh right. no. no! I might call the cops. I, I hear
1: screaming in my building sometimes, and I'm just like, nope, not opening yeah. the door.
2: And then the other thing that happens you know, is he goes. So, Axel Foley, I can't remember if he if if he was having this conversation with the Detroit police officers or the Beverly Hills. I think it was the Detroit police officers, and they described the murder as a professional hit. And I'm like, a professional hit? They literally walked up. There was a, there was one witness on the ground. And they walked up and they just fired three bullets into this guy's head and walked away. Like, that's not a professional hit. I, don't, I didn't love the way that it was set up. But that's, like, my only nitpick, really, of this movie. Okay? <laughs> it's like, all right, whatever. They had to find a way for Axel to, like, why is Axel even, like, associating himself with this weird, like, he's a police officer. Yeah. And his best friend is, like, clearly a shady drug dealer guy to the point where Axel has to say, like, oh, don't you know, don't tell me how you got those bonds. I don't want to know. Think, did, why is he even associating with this guy?
0: But d- didn't they grow up? As friends. They did, yes. yes.
2: And then Axel, I, I got the insinuation that
0: Axel had been a troubled kid and then mm-hmm. got straight. And yeah. didn't so maybe they hadn't seen each friend, other in a while or Mikey something Mikey Tandino, that. I love that name.
2: <laughs> Mikey, kill Mikey. Axel just feels like he's he's too smart and too well-cultured to be driving a, a car that crappy and to have friends that shady. <laughs> I think that's the point, though. I think yeah. it's supposed to be sort of fun sure. that he's driving such a crappy but. car. Declan?
1: Yeah, my least favorite part, I'm sorry. I do have a little bit of bone to pick with the main antagonist in this film in Victor, Victor Mainland. I needed. I need more reason why a high-strung, high-quality like art director and art influencer in the community, right? Because that is his thing. Like, no, he,
2: he, he's a he's the owner of an art gallery. Owner of an art gallery. Okay. So he high-end, expensive art that costs like one hundred fifty thousand. With a lot
0: being shipped in,
2: yeah. So
1: I, I just had a little bit of a bone to pick with an art director who's You're, he's, not, he's not an art director. Art owner of a building. <laughs> yeah. Regardless, though, his main thing is art. All right, he, that, maybe that's his yeah. front. That's fine. Yeah. Right. The whole smuggling bonds thing, I had an issue. Just like, I I feel like it didn't all come back in. Like, I I didn't understand the whole. Because he's having art
0: shipped in as the front to have bonds and drugs shipped in. Okay.
1: That's that's why. And he also had a very strong resemblance to Putin. He looks exactly like Putin. He does look like Putin. Not to say that's not a bad, bad guy quality. That's a good one. Yeah. But I I I had a hard time understanding it. You put it that way, it helps explaining it a little bit more. But I I had a tough I had a tough time getting the fact of an owner of an art gallery who's also smuggling bonds in. I I had a tough time grasping And cocaine. That. And cocaine. Yeah, in he's coffee.
2: Yeah, he's definitely make like that house he's living in. I don't think he's living in that house off of like expensive paintings. <laughs> yeah. The, the the cocaine is definitely what's driving it for him. Yes. And so he's probably, you know, Beverly Hills, there's probably a lot of rich people in the 80s looking for cocaine. And so (laughs) he's their hookup. I did, I did appreciate the twist that they had when he's sitting at his desk and Axel Foley comes in and he decides, I no longer want to be talking to Axel Foley. (laughs) And he reaches into a drawer. He had the, uh, what was the guy's name, Matt Lauer, who had the creepy, like, yes, the, the, the lock to in lock, his death, the door, to lock the door? Yeah. yeah, and Victor clearly had, like, the a alert. security button. Yes. So he pushes the security button, and five guys in suits come walking over. My question is, what are those five guys doing? So they're just in this nice office building in Beverly Hills, and they're just waiting for situations like this? Yeah, yeah. clearly. And then, All day?
1: And then throw a dude
2: out of a window? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, well, that confused me. Why wouldn't you just open the door and toss him out? Yeah, like, breaking the window would seem completely unnecessary because now you have to get the glass repaired. Yeah. Right. It's your own office building. Yes. And you're just like, you know, you're, uh, you're attracting unnecessary attention Correct. to yourself, which Victor would seem to not want to do. Yeah. He would want to
0: seem to stay quiet. I don't know if possible.
2: All right, let's dive into the Axel Foley Taggart and Rosewood relationship and trio. Uh, what What were your guys thoughts on those three guys as the core of this action movie? So, my thoughts on on the development of the characters around that was they took
0: the buddy cop film and they one upped it because Taggart and Rosewood are the cops and they're sort of incompetent and they start off being sort of jerks but then you know Axel wears them down over time it seems like but I thought it was a very interesting writing dynamic to take a third cop who was not from there right. And throw him into the mix, and he's the comedy and the brains. Yeah. Uh, so it felt it felt like a a sort of um, a seismic shift in, in the buddy cop philosophy, to have the third guy outside cop come in and so, sort of guide the dummies. And I will give you a movie franchise that I think stole the idea, but did not do it nearly as well because it, it actually, to me, hurt the franchise. Lethal Weapon, Joe Pesci. Yeah. Because Pesci came in eventually in that franchise and became sort of the little funny guy. And I yeah. thought he was annoying at like times. Funny, like,
2: like a cl- well, it's uh, the wrong movie. But oh, that, yeah. yeah. Well, he's the like, greatest a
0: like a clown or what? But this film did a great job of of melding together and having fun with what had been a dynamic previously and then sort of expanding yeah. it, I
2: thought. One of my favorite scenes in the movie is when he convinces those guys, listen. I know you guys are assigned to follow me around, which is another bone I would pick with this movie. Is like, okay, you got to suspend your wh- life. Why, why are they devoting two cops to following this guy? Like, he's a cop too, and they just like they have to follow him around on his vacation. There's probably other things you could be doing. I don't know, maybe not in Beverly Hills, but I love that you know he he does the the room service order for them and the banana and the tailpipe, and then he eventually jumps in the car and he says, "Guys, all right, let's." Let's just go and get a drink together. Like, you have to follow me anyway, so you can either do it the hard way or we can just go to a drink. I know a very conservative place where you guys can feel comfortable, and he takes him to a strip club, and Rosewood's, like, putting a $5 bill in the gals. uh... That
0: is, yeah. That is definitely (laughs) Declan right there. That is so Declan. Why are we always
3: arguing, man? Look, all three of us are cops, We should be working together. We all had a very rough day today. What do you say... We all go get something to drink and make up and be friends, huh? You guys can try to follow me if you want to do that. But I lost y'all once today, which means I can do this again. So why don't you say, you know, we just go get something to drink together. Let's be friends. We don't drink on, dude. Fine. All right. Listen to me. I found the perfect place. I saw it on the way over here today. It's perfect for you guys. You can go. It's very conservative, and you guys will love it. Don't worry. It's nice. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's it's absolutely great. And then just them interacting at the strip club Yes. is so
2: phenomenal. Super uncomfortable just looking around the room. Um, the other, the other hilarious interaction, just, it was just between Rosewood and Taggart is when they are, they're waiting and they're staking out and they're waiting for Axel to come out of the hotel and Rosewood is reading out of a magazine and he reads, by the time the average man turns 50, he has an average of five pounds of undigested red meat in his bowels. And then Taggart's like, why do I care? And he goes, well, you eat a lot of red, red meat. meat. That's <laughs> me and Jen at XL Energy Center in the press box. And the line is so great. <laughs> he's this, like, Declan. <laughs> Well, I'm just a little bit worried. Yeah, and then he, and then he, he brings up some coffee fact, and he said uh, he points out that Taggart drinks a lot of coffee and, and has a hard time relaxing. Maybe that's why you have a hard time relaxing.
0: <laughs> it is great.
2: <laughs> so what what was
0: the thing back then too? And it, it was in the um, Chuck Norris film that we did a couple weeks back, and it was in this one. What was the staple of writing in these films? that had to have them go to a place that then got robbed as sort of this 14th storyline.
2: I think it's to show I think so you're asking like what was the point of having those two guys try to rob Right, but I mean it, it seems to be a consistent thing. I think they needed a couple things in the movie. This is just my amateur opinion. I think they needed a a bonding mechanism for these three guys to trust each other and work as a team, right? Okay. Cuz like yeah, that makes otherwise, sense. Otherwise how would they so they, it starts off and they' and and they're on opposite sides and and Taggart punches Axel Foley yep and like they're starting to come around but they really need something to bring them together and so that's that's reason number one and then reason number two is I think they needed something to show how great of a cop and how great the instincts were for Axel Foley mm. They needed some sort of mechanism to really show you like all right he's not just a goofball this dude has a great sense for what these bad guys might be doing yep. and it, and it accomplished all those things that's my theory if you guys agree. I buy it. Yeah. Okay.
1: Makes sense.
2: Um do you guys appreciate hotel robes as much as Axel no. Foley does?
1: No, no, no. We, I feel
2: like ho- I feel like at that
0: time hotel robes were a really big deal. Uh I I love these. I, I feel like in
2: 2020 do. and
0: I might be totally wrong here. I feel like in 2020 they're not nearly as big of a deal as they were back then.
2: I think they make them kind of cheap now too. Like like he paid 90 bucks a pop for okay. those robes. And that's I, That's 1984, man. Inflation, those are like $300. I'm going to make a
0: statement here that is is going to stereotype you, Phil, completely, but I think it's true. (laughs) If you like Yacht Rock, you love Hotel (laughs) Roads
2: you damn right. Because you want
0: that era. See, you I was there. That's I'm right. done with it. You want that era. Little. You want Michael McDonald in his hotel robe because you damn well know Michael McDonald wore a hotel robe.
2: I mean, a perfect night for me on vacation oh is some Kenny Loggins in the background, <laughs> oh a cocktail over some ice, and uh, a white labeled, you know, some sort of stitched knitting on the left breast. Nice cotton robe. Ye- as a little bit who, of a polyester mix. As someone yes, who's a big germaphobe, yeah. I'm surprised you like the hotel community robe.
1: Like, I know it's being washed, but it just it does surprise me a little bit.
2: Well, do you use the hotel towels?
1: Sure, but the robe is like, you don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't I think I about feel... the places
2: you're putting that towel and the washcloth, but Dex. Okay. It's and what, the sheets. It's what it <laughs> signifies,
0: Declan. It's not. It's not a concern <laughs> about germs. It signifies an era where where it was, um. Yacht Rock. Yeah. Ario speedwagon. Okay. I'm trying yeah, I'm to not think sure. put REO speedwagon of the in the Outrock category. No, you it's, probably wouldn't. It's, it's but if they came rock. on, you're not going to turn them off. Aye, that's true. Well, we I'm lost in love <laughs> and I don't know. More. Hey, bring me the hotel robe, boy.
2: Air supply, a robe supply, and a cocktail. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, air supply. You've just hit on REO, my air perfect supply. summer night. I know, vacation. but that's what I'm saying. That's right. Let's that's let's what say. I'm saying. So you guys, the '80s. So you guys have like okay. Let me ask you one more robe question because Axel winds up like stealing three robes and then buying two for his buddies, right? bag it's like five robes <laughs> so you're telling me when you're at a nice hotel all right and they've got the robes in the closet yeah you just leave the robes in the closet yep don no likes problem. the don loves it it's the first I thing i do i strip down and put the robe on. See, this is i,
1: I, I will say the, the number That's one if, we're, if you're even asking me like the number one quality i always give to a hotel is its shower that is the, that is the number one thing that i can tell is this going to be a legitimate hotel room What's the bathroom and shower look like? Yeah, that's true. Because the, the bed is the bed, You're-
0: but the robe is the robe is the next um, thing, though. Like, how classy sh- are shower's you? Shower yeah. is great, but we're we're talking about the creme de la creme of hotels. The robe is a big deal. Okay, I don't wear it, but it's a big deal. Right. It means if you stay in a hotel that has robes, it means you are really well
2: off, right? You're now. You're classy. Like you are things are going well. Things guy. are going
0: well for you in life.
2: Uh I love the way that he walked in and just like played the black Guy card too from Rolling Stone yes. Magazine. Here's the clip.
3: Don't you think I realize what's going on here, Miss? Who do you think I am, huh? Don't you think I know that if I was some hot shot from out of town that pulled inside here and you guys made a reservation mistake, I'd be the first one to get a room and I'd be upstairs relaxing right now. But I'm not some hot shot from out of town. I'm a small reporter from Rolling Stone magazine that's in town to do an exclusive interview with Michael Jackson that's going to be picked up by every major magazine in the country. I was going to call the article, Michael Jackson is sitting on top of the world, but now I think I might as well just call it, Michael Jackson can sit on top of the world just as long as he doesn't sit in the Beverly Palm
0: Hotel. Excuse me, sir. It seems that we do have a... A last-minute cancellation. There is a room available. It's a suite, but uh, I'll only charge you the single room rate.
3: Thank you. I'm sorry I got upset. It's probably from jet lag or something. I'm very tired. I
2: understand. What's sir. the rate anyway? Uh, that'll be $235 a night, sir. Fine.
3: Fine.
2: And that'll be suite 1035.
3: Thank you very much. Micro call. Tell them tell what room I'm in.
0: <laughs> that is great.
2: By the way, $235 a night translated to 2020 cost would be a $600 a night hotel stay. Didn't seem to bug him too much, did it? No, it did not. Pretty classy. And he wound up not even paying for it. The Beverly Hills Police Department paid for it. Uh, wh- before we get to some of the interesting facts from the internet, anything else, any other questions or thoughts you guys want to throw out from Beverly Hills Cop? Um, I, love, I loved at the time, and it
0: was uh, something that we saw in cop films in the 70s, 80s, probably into the 90s. I think they stopped doing it. When cop when a cop finds cocaine and dips his or her finger in said cocaine and always tries it. Got
2: to try yeah. it. Got to try it. Right. I just love it. I just love it. <laughs> it's a such a point, it's yeah. such a cliche.
0: Yes. But but sometimes, they, did sometimes it every they put the
2: knife in and lick it off the knife. Yes, just but they're depends. always licking it. They're always licking the coke. Okay, actually, these cops in Beverly Hills are they the most incompetent cops you've seen on the good guy side of a buddy cop movie? I mean, think about think hmm. about this massive. You've got this massive warehouse drug underground operation taking place in freaking Los Angeles, California, right? Like one of the biggest cities in America. And you've got this rich, influential art gallery guy who's clearly connected in the city. And he's running this massive drug ring, a murderous massive drug ring. Yes. And the police chief and the lieutenant at the beginning and even the chief throughout the entire thing are more concerned about, like, who's the black guy from Detroit? Get (laughs) him out of our (laughs) city, right? Drive him to
0: the city limits and drop him off.
2: He's like laying out this entire case, and they're like, "Nope, sorry, dude, go back to Detroit. Sorry, not gonna happen."
0: Yeah, they they are bad. They are bad. Is this also in the final scenes? Is this the most missed bullets per
2: good guy? Oh, that's another one. Did you see which again? Did not bug me because by that point I just don't care. Did you see, like, they didn't, from a cinematography standpoint, they didn't do, or I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, Um, just from a, like, a congruency standpoint. So, they're outside of Victor's house, yep. and they've got their shotguns. I think it was just uh, Rosewood and Taggart. Okay. And they're walking across the lawn, and all of a sudden, like, they cut to this guy who has a machine gun from a, some sort of perch up top. Yes. And he fires a round of shots in a line that's, like, right in front of them, right? Yes. And the bullets hit from the front. The bullets hit the side of the stairway. And so you can see. So I don't know how to explain this for the audio audience. But, like, I'm standing here crouching down. <laughs> and the staircase to my right, bullets come from the front. Right? Yes. So this dude has that's a good. machine gun and clearly has an angle to, like, shoot bullets at them, like, face right. to face. They can't And hide. he's just missing them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It doesn't make sense. But that's okay.
0: But there are more misses here, I, I think, possibly, than any film I've seen. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And Axel bad. gets shot. He and, does get shot. And yeah. it's like he gets bit by a mosquito. Yeah, there should have been more blood there, I
2: think. Yeah, yeah.
0: There's not enough blood, and by the, the end, it's like, you might want to go get that
2: bullet checked out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so here's a couple of fun facts from the internet for you guys. Unless you guys have anything else quick, any notions. No, that's my only thing. Okay. So uh, this is a Jerry Bruckheimer movie. Jerry Bruckheimer, we've The Rock. We've done a bunch of Jerry Bruckheimer movies. Mm-hmm. He is the action movie king of the '80s and '90s. Producer Jerry Bruckheimer claimed that the role of Axel Foley was first offered to Mickey Rourke. Wow, really? Who, Mickey Rourke. Yeah, dude, I, dude, I
0: thought that dude, that was way, written
2: for Murphy. There's no dude. There's actually way more where this came okay. from. Way for here. Sorry. So who signed wow. a four hundred? He signed a four hundred thousand dollar holding contract to do the film. When revisions and other preparations took longer than expected, Mickey Rourke left the project to do another film. Then, Sylvester Stallone was originally considered for the part of Axel Foley. Stallone gave the script a dramatic rewrite and made it into a straight-action film. (laughs) Of course, in one of the previous drafts written by Stallone, the character of Billy Rosewood was called Siddons, and he was killed off halfway through the script during one of the main action scenes. Stallone had renamed the lead character to Axel Cobretti. Of course, he picked some Italian. <laughs> Axel Cobretti. <laughs> yeah. Axel Cobretti, yeah. Some, uh, where's Adrian? <laughs> With the uh, the character of Michael Tandino, the, the best friend, being his brother, and Jenny Summers playing his love interest. Of course. Stallone had said of that course. the script for Beverly Hills Cop would have, quote, looked like the opening scene from Saving Private Ryan on the beaches of Normandy, believe it or not, The finale was me in a stolen Lamborghini playing chicken with an oncoming freight train being driven by the ultra slimy bad guy, end quote. However, Sly Stallone's ideas were deemed too expensive for Paramount to produce, and Stallone ultimately pulled out of the project two weeks before the filming was to start. So they were going to do this. Two
0: weeks. So they they were
2: going to allow him to call
0: all the shots.
2: Two days later. Oh my gosh. So Stallone rewrites it from a fun buddy cop script this script was originated in the 70s and it got kind of kicked around and stuff um, and so it gets incredible two weeks before production's about to start with Sylvester Stallone he backs out because it was going to be too expensive wow. and two days after he backed out the film's producers uh, including Bruckheimer convinced Eddie Murphy to replace Sylvester Stallone in the film prompting more rewrites besides Stallone and Rourke other actors who were considered for the role of Axel Foley included mm-hmm. Richard Pryor that works Al Pacino, A old, but that's the old. Al Pacino. Al Pacino. <laughs> oh, what's going on here? And James Kahn.
1: James Con. All right, but that doesn't, doesn't make sense. No, Can you imagine any no. of this taking place. all? No. this I love how, is
2: shocking. I, I love how Stallone, who had already done the first Blood movie, I believe Rambo had come out before '84, right? It was like '82 yeah. or something. Yeah, I think yeah, that's right. I he that's basically right. just like wanted to do Rambo again. From the sounds of well, this, and why would
0: they let him? Like, like I get, oh, man. I get he's Stallone. Then okay, so I do get that. But if you wrote this film and approached Sly and he came back and said, "Here's what we should do," I'd be like, "No, this is." I am shocked. I am shocked because I swore to God, I would have sworn on my life that that this was Ruckheimer saw Forty Eight Hours and said, "Let's do it different." Yeah, I really Amazing. thought that with with Murphy. Yeah, like the Amazing. fact I I really believed. Because it comes off this way that this project was written for him,
2: it does, and, doesn't it? And obviously, it was—it was very clearly rewritten for him. Sure, so they, like they adjusted on the fly. Like, and rewrote I thought that it.
0: they just said, "Let's write a film, a cop film for him." Yeah. Now,
2: adjusted for inflation, this is the third highest grossing R-rated film of all time. Wow! Can you guess either of the other two R-rated films that? that oh, boy. Um, Get Out. Nope, I have okay. no idea. It's gonna—I gonna don't know. Uh, the Exorcist. Okay. And The Godfather. That makes sense. Okay, yeah. That, Two yes. all, all-time yeah. classics. Sure. Okay. Okay. Love Get Out, by the way. Yeah. Oh, Get Great Out's movie. so fantastic. God, that's yeah. amazing. The writing that's of that film is off the charts. Yes. So good. Um, all right, that brings us to definitive bad guy rankings here. I'm so mind-blown by by the
1: synopsis of Isn't that
2: funny? people that were considered. I, I, so I, really,
0: I really thought that this was...
1: A Murphy project. Also, one other hilarious fact about this movie it was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay, which is honestly hilarious because, like, the kind of movies that win that award, like Fargo, Goodwill Hunting, Get Out won uh, Best Screenplay. Yeah. You know, uh, um, obviously Parasite won last year. Like, it's kind of hilarious when you think. A buddy cop film was legitimately nominated for best original screenplay.
2: That's awesome. One of the I,
1: highest awards at the Academy Awards. I
2: think yeah. the soundtrack won some awards too throughout award season. It, it, had it had to have. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So definitive bad guy rankings. We're looking for. We're looking for just how despicable the bad guy was. We're looking for how iconic the bad guy was. Yep. And just how memorable the bad guy was. The definitive bad guy rankings to this point. Number one: Hans Gruber from Die Hard. Number two, Michael Myers from Halloween. Number three, Cyrus the Virus from Con Air. Number four, Brad Wesley from Roadhouse. And number five, Cobra Kai from Karate Kid. At the bottom is the incompetent Russian military from Rambo 3, the muggers from Death Wish, and the French drug lord from Bad Boys. How would you guys go about putting into context Victor Maitland here? All right.
0: Immediate thought on Victor
2: Maitland is
0: this. I think he's a good bad guy. The accent's great, but in in the way that we have now started to do this, and I think we've hit a sweet spot here. I don't think he. I don't think he's really all that iconic. Yeah, yeah.
2: He's. I agree. He's definitely like he's good, solid. He's a he's a good like if you're putting together a baseball lineup, like he's a good, solid, like a number six hitter. You know. <laughs> yep. He's, yeah, he's for sure in your lineup, but he's definitely not your cleanup guy. He's not your leadoff guy. He's not super dynamic. He's evil, and we don't talk about him much. Yeah, you talk about the three bunny. Michael cast.
0: Myers,
1: you talk about, is but he, I'm but CJ Crown. Yeah, is he CJ Crown? A little bit better, yeah, he's, better than that. Yeah, he's a little, a little bit better. better. Yeah, a little upset than CJ Crown. He might be Jonathan Scope though. Okay, well let Good. me go
2: through some of the other ones here. <laughs> I love these. So he's Good for arm. sure below Cobra Kai, Mr. Joshua yeah. from *Lethal Weapon*. I think he's for sure below Ivan Drago, who's oh, yeah. iconic. Yes. Yep. And then you start to get it. So now we're like sort of to the fringe of the top 10 here. We're talking the Russian mobsters from John Wick. I think he's in that category. Like not super iconic, but great Evil. foreign, mm-hmm. a foreign highbrow rich. He did a really good job too. Yep. And uh, Dennis Hopper from Speed, Bodie from Point Break, Dom from Fast and the Furious, uh, Hertz from Shoot em Up, Paul Giamatti from Shoot em Up. Lord Humongous from Mad Max Two. He's got to be above Lord Humongous to me from Mad Max Two. Yep. I would kind of put him in that Russian, like right around Russian mobsters and Giamatti, I think. I think would be the floor. Okay. Of that. So he's he's right in there with like Dennis Hopper from Speed, Bodie from Point Break, yes. and Dom from Fast and the Furious. Yeah, I agree. That's perfect. Yeah. Somewhere right in there. Uh-huh. I'm gonna put him uh, I'm gonna put him behind Dom. Okay. Okay. I think Dom is more That's iconic fair. That's that fair. That's yes. fair. So, uh, so there we go. So yeah. he's, he's just outside of our top 10. And that brings us to the definitive 1 through 10 ranking system here. Die Hard and Halloween at the top of our list. Both of those were a perfect 10. The uh, composite score, Taken, a 9.5. John Wick, a 9.3. Commando, a 9.2. Everything else is below a 9. The worst movies we have reviewed to this point are Shoot'em Up, Bloodsport, Mad Max 2, Wanted, Rambo 3 and Indiana did, Jones and the Temple of Doom.
0: Did you guys see who loves blood sport, thinks it's fantastic, and had his son cut it down for him to approximately, I believe, about a half hour or so?
1: Uh, the President of the United States. Donald
0: Trump loves blood sport. When did he say this? Uh, he told somebody this on, or actually, a
2: journalist a while back followed him. Why would you need to cut down Bloodsport? By the way, because he wanted the long. action
0: scenes and nothing else. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was—I'm not joking, Phil. He—he—he he, he had a journalist shadowing him. I think on an airplane. Okay, and he took out—he he took out his counsel to watch Bloodsport and basically said, "This is the greatest film. John Claude Van Damme is fantastic." Wow. And his son had cut it down to I want to say 35 minutes or so, and it was just all the action scenes.
2: That's pretty amazing. So you UFL, not, but I'm saying, Phil, you found a kin spirit. I was going to say, I've been critical at times of our president the last few years. I got to say, our love for blood sport might be Good the thing. You, that's, blood uh,
0: sport, blood sport for for him. And and Creed is supposedly going to get back together for Kirk Cousins. <laughs> well, I just the heard world me. is coming back together. People think we got problems. We don't got problems.
2: I'm here for the Creed reunion. i is right the there drummer. With Kirk Cousins, The drummer, man. I guess,
0: God, has God. agreed to rejoin Creed. Well, I and, I just heard. and we might have Creed back together.
2: <laughs> uh, so, all right. Sorry. So Bloodsport is... An amazing movie, but you guys actually it was Jonathan and Rami. I that movie too. Didn't like it either. Don't so. Don't so, Judd, one through ten, where okay. where are you putting Beverly Hills Cop? I'm going to explain this um, by saying,
0: for again, for our purposes, and how this film unfolded, and and yes, it's got flaws, but it's a comedy, largely buddy cop film, which at the time did things I think writing wise that hadn't been done, and it did it pretty damn well. I'm going to give it a very, very solid eight and a half. Okay. So I'm not going 10. Not a nine, but I do think that that the execution of this film was really, really pretty solid. Okay. I think an eight and a half is very fair. Dex?
1: All right. I am going to give this film a nine. I'm going to give it a nine out of 10. And even though Judd brings up a good point, it is it is more, it teeters on comedy more than it is our traditional cheesy actionness that it it, being in the eighties helps the soundtrack helps the lack of the iconic bad guy doesn't make this a 10, but I thoroughly just enjoyed this movie. And it's actually why it dovetails perfectly into my next pick that we're going to announce here after we do our rankings. Um, But I give this a solid nine out of 10. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. It was my first time watching it. Eddie Murphy
2: is great. It's a nine out of 10. So I give it a 9.5. I wanted to give it a 10 but wow, I think when you, you? when you look at the other 10s, and by the way, a 9.5 with the 8.5 and the 9 means the 9 is the is the score for this movie. So it puts it just outside our top five. So Die Hard, Halloween, Taken, John Wick, Commando, and Beverly Hills Cop. So it's, it's one of the best movies we have reviewed. And the only reason why I didn't give it a 10 is because I looked at the other 10s, Die Hard and Halloween, and Declan kind of said it. Die Hard and Halloween have two of the most iconic yeah. bad guys we've seen. Yeah. And, um, and Beverly Hills Cop, that's really the only missing ingredient to make it a 10 is like, does it have a, a super iconic bad guy as a good bad guy? But the other ones like Die Hard, Halloween, you've got these, you have iconic good guys in this movie. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis's career blew up after this was over, and, uh, and Bruce Willis's career blew up after this. So I just, that's my only ding on this movie. It's a nine. Question, um, off that point, Phil. Do
0: you guys think that, die hard looked at 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 beverly hills cop and the bad guy and actually perfected it because the it's the accent it's guys that look not identical
2: my detonator but it's sort
0: of like they they looked at that film and said that was really good yeah and the bad guy's really good but he's not this bad guy
2: yeah he he could be right like how can we man that's a great movie how can we bring it to one extra level and there is enough and the fact there, there does it there was some comedy uh, there's more comedy in this than in Die Hard but Die Hard had just enough comedy and to make it yes. kind of light right yes so all right so the way we're doing this as of last week we are giving so all three of us are nominating a movie and then we're also taking nominations from listeners and we have a list so if you want to be part of this and you want to get your your uh, nominations in and we can, we might get to a point where we just include more than one listener nomination too but we just want we want listeners to nominate movies So I have picked uh, one from the bin on behalf of listeners. I've also picked one on behalf of myself. And then you guys are each going to throw one out. Mm -hmm. And so we'll put four movies up here in a second. And we'll put it up for vote on my Twitter account, at Phil Mackey. And then you can you can uh, pick which movie we review for next Friday's Action Movie Rewind. Let's start with a listener nomination here from Andrew S. Under Siege. He throws out oh. Steven Seagal, we're right? Gonna,
0: we're gonna have two Seagal films on the oh on my the god. Oh, yeah. we're have two. oh my god!
2: Wow. Should I take this off then, or should no. we leave two Seagal no. films? Okay, leave them on. Okay, cool. I, I think it's perfect. All right, uh, let's go. Judd Dax, and then I'll round it up. My
0: nominee for this week is, I believe it's a 1988ish uh, Seagal film or so, where again he's a cop. This time not in Brooklyn, but Chicago. Above the law. Oh. above the law because steven seagal is always above the
2: law and wearing super uncomfortably tight jeans the
0: only thing worse than death is anticipation of death <laughs>
2: don't forget that ladies and gentlemen uh dex what is your and by the way we have like the movies that we've nominated in previous weeks we can bring them back like i don't know if you sure. want if you want to go back to back like if you want to throw a knight's Tale out again yeah. that one did pretty well early in the polls but not all the, not yeah. all the mail-in not, ballots not are mail right in yet. Ballots. Because no, the, the darn there. film
0: told people to go to the, the polls, and then the rest <laughs> right. of the people, they all voted by mail.
1: All right. So my pick, I think it actually dovetails Prepper from Beverly Hills Cop because it's very similar in the ways they shoot this. And this is an action film confirmed by numerous outlets. Pineapple Express in 2008. Okay. With... Seth Rogen and James Franco. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. And even though it is a very much a stoner film, that is kind of the first premise. There is a it's mo- it is an action film because the, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there is a murder that and I'm not spoiling anything. There's a murder that takes place, and that's basically the movie. I have not seen Pineapple Express. I I know people love it. It's a it's a hilarious film. We, I think Franco got nominated for an actor for this one. Wow, it's a it's a hilarious film. Danny McBride, Gary Cole,
2: we'll, uh, Rosie Perez. We'll put it up. So real quick. I don't think of it as an action movie. What like What is the confirmation that it's an action movie? Uh, according to Wikipedia
1: and Rotten Tomatoes, it is. it has action film as the genre of the movie.
2: Okay, fair enough. And then the movie I'm throwing out is another yeah, old-time classic, Over the Top with Sylvester Stallone. Oh, yeah, somebody threw that out. Come Otherwise known yeah. as the arm-wrestling movie from the oh. late 80s, early 90s. Oh, you're 90s. unbelievable. Okay. He's, he's a truck driver who also arm-wrestles. Holy oh, crap. <laughs> And it's Sylvester Stallone, Beverly
0: Hills Cop with <laughs> Sly Stallone. I cannot get my head around this.
2: <laughs> I rewrote the whole thing. Robin we should that. play a game at some point on this segment where we just go through and like put Sylvester Stallone in different movies. We should just go down this list. Let me just real quick. All right, Sylvester oh Stallone gosh. in Top Gun instead of Tom Cruise. He kills people, right? He kill he's he would have to like kill a lot of people in Top Gun. How about Sylvester Stallone? in Bad Boys with Will Smith. Mm. Oh, totally see it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'd probably watch it. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Oh, I'd watch it for sure. Okay, Sylvester Stallone as James Bond in Casino Royale. Okay, that one I'm not going to. Yep. That nope. might be difficult. Can't do it. Yo, uh, the name is Bond. <laughs> James Yo, uh, James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> He'd try. Oh, man. Uh, all right, that's a wrap on Action Movie Rewind oh, here. Gosh. We have uh, we have anointed another top, well, top, I was going to say top five, uh, top six action movie here in Beverly Hills Cop bum, with. Bum,
0: bum, a bum, nine rating. Bum, 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 ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. And for
2: next week, you can vote at Phil Mackey on Twitter, bum, under bum, siege, bum, bum, pineapple express, over the top, and above the law.
3: I need $5,000, not a $2,000 thing, man. Don't do this to me. Look, don't
2: be unreasonable. You're not dealing with Johnny Bananas. Come on. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I
3: know public. I deal with Johnny Bananas, but can I have my mic? Can you, no, look, can I say it slow for you. Look, I need $5,000. Five thousand dollars. Read my lips. Five thousand dollars is what I need. I can't Look, do nothing with that. I, I got, don't smoke I like got a straight. I, an I smoke to. king size cake. I can't make a price ah! to my-